Well, hello everyone. Talk of the Town is up and running in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, USA. I'm Scott Montesano, and this is where the Chippewa Valley comes to talk. If you are not already, make sure you're following us on Spotify and the iHeart app. Our listenership, not only on this program, but all of our great programs at Eau Claire Hometown Media, going through the proverbial roof. Well, we're creating a hole in that roof. As we've had some outstanding listenership numbers the last couple of months, we've got other great shows coming your way. We, we, we just signed on a local gym. Uh, they will be coming on board. Another podcast based out in Menominee. So much. And then we've also still got everything that we've got uh, right at Eau Claire Hometown Media. And this show, The Pillar the cornerstone of Eau Claire Hometown Media, Talk of the Town. Scott Montesano with you. Happy to be with us here today. Those that are listening on the podcast and, of course, those who are watching at Facebook Live. Hey, you, you, the Audible chocolate's outstanding, but sometimes you want to you wanna add to that Audible chocolate and pleasure the eyes and look at Scott Montesano as well. Uh, I'd love to just sit and chat with you all, but we got a lot to get to uh, today. And going to begin with this. It's almost been forgotten because of how much we have focused on other things. But... There's a major, among all of the races going on on April 5th, you do have the Eau Claire City Council has a chance to be flipped a little bit. There's going to be change with the Eau Claire City Council as the at-large seats are up for grabs. There's five at-large seats, there are eight candidates, and there's going to be at least three newbies onto the Eau Claire City Council. So if you haven't already, make sure you're paying attention to the Eau Claire City Council race. Uh, Kate Beaton, uh, she's going to be going for her third term. So she is one of the incumbents, Kate Beaton. And then you have Roderick Jones, who was appointed last year to replace Mai Young, who got a, uh, the governor brought her down to, to Madison. So you have two incumbents, and then you've got six others that are running that would be newbies. Remember, Catherine Emanuel, John Lohr, and David Klinkhammer all announced that they would not seek re-election a few months ago. There isn't any deep ideological push with the city council, and there really isn't a lot of fire with that race. Hence the reason we haven't talked about it a lot. All of the emails I get. All of the, the, the vitriol I get, all of the passion I get, has all been centered around the Eau Claire area school board. Now, we're not even getting a lot on the county races either. But the city council race is very important because there's going to be, no matter what, change. Now, there isn't any deep ideological push. There's not a great deal of juice with this election. You really have to go... When you look at the candidates, by feel. And that's not really bad. A few years ago, there was a push with the city council. There was first this more progressive push. And then there was sort of a push back towards the middle after that. You don't really seem to have that same issue right now with the city council. A lot of people aren't 
mad at the city council. There's been nothing to really piss them off with the city council. So you have to go by feel with who you are going to vote for. Now, you obviously have some ideological leans, but at the end of the day, which of your neighbors do you relate more with? That's how you have to choose who you're going to put on the city council. And again, that's not bad, especially for a local election where the majority of what they're going to do is not trying to stand by the Paris Climate Accord like a previous city council did. It is more to make sure that the roads are paved and that the roads are cleared from snow and that the roads don't have potholes and that there are roads. (laughs) Which of your neighbors do you relate more with? Remember what the idea is. You are putting someone there who will do the work that basically you don't have the time nor want to do. That I think people tend to forget when it comes to all types of politics. They, they, people tend to look at all these people like they're kings and queens. They're, they're not. We've put them there. Doesn't necessarily mean they're the person you chose. Like any type of corporate environment, if there's multiple people making a hire for any position, it's, it's, not, it's usually not unanimous who gets a job. Same thing here, but you do get a say for it. So you, you look at the list of people that they, that they have running here, and as I said, you've got to pretty much get a feel yourself as to who you want. You, you have Kate Beaton. You know what she's been for. She leans a little more liberal and progressive. If you like the way things have been going, well, then, you know, there's going to be change no matter what. You'd say, all right, go ahead. Uh, Roderick Jones, uh, same thing. He's been there. You don't want to over, if you don't want to upset the apple cart, there you go. He hasn't done anything. And then you get the newbies. You get the newbies. And you do have a mix as to what you want to go with. Uh, if you're looking for more quote-unquote business experience, perhaps it would be Bob Carr. Bob Carr's in his upper 50s, works at Schulson. He's been a car salesman for many, many years. You'd go with the more experienced person, if you will. Uh, he's worked for the, uh, He's done work with the East Side Hill neighborhood. He has some experience being on boards, which I think is important. You have uh, Joshua Miller. He's 42 years of age. Uh, he has served on the Waterways Committee for the city in the past. Uh, this would be his first elected position that he would have. Uh, you also have, I think, one of the more intriguing candidates is this Charlie Johnson. Uh, this Charlie Johnson is young. He's in his early 20s, just recently a graduate of UW-Eau Claire, where he was the student body president at a time. Do you want to, in essence, with with a city that I think if it's going to go to that next level, has to do a, it's already doing an okay job, but an even better job of that next generation. Well, there you go. All of us in our 40s now, I'm 40, Okay, hey, we, we're in the meat right now, but eventually you've got to look behind you too. Are we ready to bring somebody like a Charlie Johnson in? It would be intriguing. Remember, the board, the, the city council already has an awful lot of, 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 of valuable insight from older individuals who've been in the area for many, many years. 
this would be an opportunity to put somebody on very young onto there. Uh, Larry Mboga, he's been in the area for many years. In fact, was my son's uh, soccer coach for a while. Does stuff with the uh, local adult soccer team in town as well. Uh, that would be, you know, again, somebody in their, you know, early to mid 40s. Uh, do you give him a shot there? Uh, Brian Trowbridge. I'll be honest. I, I, I knew Brian a couple years ago. I was on a board for a youth baseball. I thought he was older than 42. They've got him listed as 42 on the sheet. That's that, that's I, that's an insult. Uh, I will say this for many, many years up until about five, six years ago. When I was in my 20s, everybody thought I was in my 40s. Now that I've hit my 40s, a lot of people think I'm in my early 30s. So <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't relate. Uh, Brian's worked uh, with the Oakland County Sheriff's Department. He's a sergeant there. That provides, uh, I know for some people that means an awful lot when they're picking. Uh, Mark Richter, don't really know much about Mark Richter. Uh, even looking at the little flyers I've got, I really don't know much about Mark Richter. Uh, he really wants to improve. Uh, well, we'll talk about this in a moment. Uh, you you have that is is Mark? I, well, I think Mark Richter is the guy that's that's down from Rice Lake. Uh, moved in the town about seven eight years ago. Did Mark Richter? Yeah, they had, yeah, that's the guy from about seven eight years ago. He had actually been uh, what they call an alderman. They do that in Chippewa Falls as well. He was an alderman at Rice Lake, and now that he lives here, he wants to be part of the city government. So at the end of the day, who do you who do you relate more with? Who do you relate more with? Uh, I know when we talk about that on a national scale, the old, hey, I can have a beer with that guy is not the right way to vote. But at a local level, it absolutely is. These people are much more like you. They shop where you shop. They, they drive on the roads you drive on. Who do you relate more with? Who do you, whose voice do you want in that city council? They all pretty much are, 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 are harping on uh, fixing homelessness and affordable housing and all of that, which I do think is very important. What, what can we do to get more housing in the area? What can we do? They can't fix it all themselves because no matter what, some of this is going to have to take place outside of Eau Claire, looking at you, town of Washington. But what can the city of Eau Claire do? So you have the Eau Claire City Council race. Of course, as I said, the Eau Claire City Council race has kind of been quiet. We haven't been able to talk about it a lot because everybody who wants to talk about the Eau Claire School Board uh, the Oakhurst School Board meeting on Monday night had a police presence after there was a threat. In fact, an email went out to all parents. Media covered it as well on Monday night. Uh, the Oakhurst School Board meeting, there wasn't any controversial issue that was going to be discussed, but they had a police presence after there was a threat. Now many have jumped to conclusions that it came from an opposition group or it came from outside the area. Others say maybe it was an inside job to coax sympathy. Specifically, the WQOW has reported that the threat was made specifically to Tim Nordine, the school board president. I don't know who made the threat. I'm not going to speculate who. I wouldn't be surprised as to who it is. Is it 
the group that all the people that always email me that the school board itself could, could the school board itself could find a cure for everlasting life and these people would still think they're the devil is it that group possibly that's easy to think it could also be i would not be surprised if it was somebody on another side that did it to try to coax sympathy i wouldn't be surprised if it came from outside the area because you've got a lot of conservative news outlets and not even i wouldn't call them news outlets but conservative entertainment outside the area very fringe online think of what i do here locally which makes a significant impact but take the same amount of people i'm talking to here locally and spread it nationally that's what you get with some of these conservative entertainment online groups well they've been covering it so that's been riling people up as well i wouldn't be surprised who it is and hopefully they find out who it is and hopefully they out whoever did it here's my take it's the damn school board that's it it's the school board take a step back and really scratch it it's the school board is what this is if you're all this worked up Remember, the school board, especially in Eau Claire, does not handle day-to-day things as much as you think they do. As much as you think they do. One, if you're this worked up, one, it's likely you have political leanings contrary to the current power. And that's common. The power that the, the side that is not currently the majority, if you will, always feels as though... They're always the most passionate. You're always more passionate when you're playing come from behind than when you're in front. And these people are using the school board to fight some type of culture war. Now remember, I'm 40, I'm straight, I'm a white male. I get it. I get feeling as though, you know, everybody's coming for you. I get it, all right? Take a step back and really think. As you're getting all this worked up. Is this about the kids? Or is it your own feelings of inadequacy? A feeling of a lack of power. A lack of control. Even a midlife crisis. Do you really want to make things better? Do you really want to make it better? Or do you want to make it what you want? And you've surrounded yourself with a couple of friends. And you know, guys all all chit chat together and oh, now I've got two, three, four people that agree. Well, that's a lot of people. Step back. All right? Not saying you're right or wrong. Again, I'm not saying you're wrong. But you got to start thinking about the reasons. Because some of the language I get, some of the language under the school board gets, doesn't, occur, doesn't fix anything. Number two, I'm not saying things are perfect with education across the country, and that includes locally. And I've said here personally, I've had my little issues there. There's the, They sound so minute, but I think it's real. I, I do not like the idea that every school in the Eau Claire School District is run differently, that principals, I believe, have way too much individual power, that a kid going to one school doesn't get the same experience as a kid going to another school. And I'm not talking about pilot programs or well-known things. I'm talking about you know, how, how 
uh, holidays are celebrated. I'm talking about how birthdays are celebrated. I'm talking about the fact that on in some school buildings, a teacher's first and last name is listed. In other buildings, it's a teacher's just Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Why isn't it the same at every school? And that's, by the way, something across the country that goes on, too. They, it's almost like we have to validate the, the, the Simpsons cartoon where Seymour Skinner runs that school. Well, that's not the case. The principal shouldn't run the school. But that's, so I'm not saying things are perfect. But how many of you, if you're this worked up, have ever actually taught to your kid's teacher or the principal? How many of you have actually done that? I'm not saying, I know many of you haven't. Some of you have. Many of you haven't. That is where you can initiate the most immediate change. Or better yet, an understanding of the why a decision was made. If you don't like some, including books or anything like that, did you go right to the teacher? Did you go right to the school, to the principal, and ask? You can maybe get change. You can voice your opinion. That opinion's going to get noticed, is going to get noted. And also, you would have a better understanding as to the why something was done. And when you know the true why, sometimes it does validate your initial thought. Oh, that teacher's too liberal. Maybe that is going to be the case. But also, sometimes you're going to learn it wasn't the case. Either way, when you know the true why, you can then negotiate a different way. Instead, too many people just want to run to the school board. That's like the nerd on the playground running to tattle on the kids. In the end, you can voice your issues. If a group still goes against you, that is the free world we live in. Then you have the option to either accept it, and as we say in sports, take the L and move on to something else, or you do have the right to move to someplace else. You find more receptive. It's that simple. I would say 80 to 90% of the people that I come across in the last 10 years that are the, that these are the people that are upset about a local decision about something, but get so worked up are the people that have never left their area. And I've said before, you don't have to leave your area to be successful. I did, and I've been kicked around like an old coffee can. All right. I'm not special because I've moved around. But it does provide its benefits, just like there's benefits to never leaving an area. But one of the downsides to never leaving an area is that you tend to be much more locked into things cannot change. Or get very worked up like this. Again, people need to relax. I had somebody ask me, did you follow the school board meeting last night? No, I didn't. No, I didn't follow the school board meeting last night. I have more important things. I watched hockey with my son, and my daughter and my wife played upstairs. Much more important. You shouldn't micromanage your kids. You shouldn't micromanage your kids' education. And I'll give you one other thing, too, with this. Um, I'll use a great example. It's spring break week in Eau Claire. I've got my son in a hitting camp in town. One of the facilities in town is doing a hitting camp. 
Now, no one in this area knows more about hitting than I do. And I say this with a smile on my face. All right, you can get me Charles Bolden, Leslie Huntington from the Blue Golds, line me up Dale Varshow from the Express. Ah, ah, combined together, combined together, they don't know as much about hitting as I do. <laughs> and I'm not being sarcastic. I truly do believe that. But I say it with a smile on my face. I respect them. They know an awful lot. It's just that I'm God's gift to hitting. But despite all that, I let others work with my son who's 10 years old. Why is that? There's always a different perspective. And I can weave into my way of thinking and strengthen what I see they're doing for my son. There's some things that they're doing that is a different way than we did it 20 years ago. There's some radical things that I sit there and I go, 25 years ago, we thought that was asinine. Well, it kind of makes some sense now. All right. How can I weave that into what I know as opposed to just opposing it? One other thing, too, and I, and I want to point this out because I got a, a couple more emails last week on this. Uh, there's people, there's a lot of people irritated with Joshua Clements. He's the school board member who's leaving in the summer and all that. He took a job down in Sun Prairie. Uh, as I said before, he, he, he's one of these people that was, that was a power hound in town. He kept trying to get on various boards, eventually got onto the Eau Claire School Board, and he lasted, what, a year before he was looking for another job. Yeah, there, there's a lot of shadiness with what he did. He, he, at the end of the day, he had a responsibility to you and I to stay on that school board, okay? He was, already, he was looking for other jobs. They didn't go to him to move down to some prairie. He was looking for other jobs despite the fact he was on the board, all that. Your beef is with him. It's not with the Eau Claire school board. If you're really irritated at Joshua Clements and think what he did was, was, was salty and wrong, your best bet, and I encourage this, is not to write to the local media here complaining. It is to go to the Sun Prairie outlets. Go to Madison outlets. Let them know you have someone who bailed on responsibilities here. Write on Facebook pages down there. If you're that worked up, I think it's legitimate to let them know, hey, this guy left our area on his own accord. Now, it's a little different. You'll remember my young left the city council, but that was a huge jump up for her. Okay, you don't say no to that. But we've had other, I've said, it, you know, we've had other people that have run for local offices here and gotten them and then left. And we've said the same thing. If they're in the area, then you can call them out a little bit more and the place they're working for. But in this case, he's leaving. So you've got to go call that place out. Continuing on, uh, <clears throat> getting back to Eau Claire City, uh, city government politics here, uh, equity in the city budget, uh, equity, diversity, and inclusion set to be included in some way uh, to become part of the city budget. Janice Briggs, the equity, diversion, inclusion coordinator for the city, provided a draft of ways the city can include EDI into city programs and that includes putting it into the budget with the quote-unquote goal to create a better workplace culture environment yada 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 all of that sounds good but we need specifics and that is the problem too many people both those that have an agenda and are trying to bs us as well as many 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 well-intentioned people say things like equity and diversity 
including some people running for the Eau Claire School Board, all right, I'll tie that back into. They say things like equity and diversity, but they have no idea as to what they want to implement, nor do they even have an idea of what goal they have, except again, some abstract theory of equality. And to constantly say, well, you aren't doing enough if you even provide any bit of resistance. And I wouldn't even call it resistance, just ask them. We're getting to the point right now when it comes to equity, which I think we'd all be in, on board with, but it's like saying, hey, we need to have dessert. Okay, I think we're all on board with having dessert, right? You want to have dessert? Yeah, I have no problem with dessert. You want dessert? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with dessert. But what does that mean? Does it mean cake? Does it mean cookies? To some, it means fruit. Others, it's coffee. What about chocolate? What about pie? What type of pie? Chocolate pie? Pecan pie? Apple pie? Cherry pie? My wife made a terrible cherry pie a couple days ago. Give her an A-plus for the effort. She tried something new. It, it didn't work out. Hey, you, you got to try some things. But what does it mean? So you're talking about, let's include it in the city budget. Let's put some money towards EDI programs. All right, well, what would this look like for the city? And that includes, again, when you don't have specific plans, people start thinking of what could be the most negative uses of that. Would you purposely not hire someone because they are a middle-aged white man? Would you set up quotas? That is the rub I have with these equity boards and whatnot. That's the, that's the problem I have with them. Now, the problem with the Eau Claire School District one I have is they should be out in the public more. All right, what are you hiding? Okay, you should just be, uh, talk it through. And I have no problem us talking things through. But when you start talk, when you start saying we got to put things into a city budget, what are the specifics? We shouldn't give them money and then, oh, they'll, they'll use it later. No. Again, this is the rub I have with these equity boards and whatnot. All we accomplish with setting up these boards at this point, when, especially when they're behind closed doors, is just weeding out a small group who deep down don't want equality. They are insecure that any change would negatively impact them beyond their control. That does exist. All right? A lot of the people that are crying that everything's white privilege and things like that, they're saying they're... The, the, usually the most vocal people right away deep down maybe aren't the ones that want equality. But we weed those out very quickly. Once you weed out that small group, you aren't left with anything except constantly saying things aren't equal. All right, okay, what do you want? That side, like a, a Janice Briggs will say, well, we want equality, we want equity. All right, all right. What do you want? How do we achieve that? And they'll go, ah, equity. Okay, what do you want? Ah, equity. All right, and then if you keep challenging, then they'll call you some type of, they'll, they'll start saying slurs towards you, including saying you're conservative, like it's a slur. <laughs> like that. So, I... Again, if, if you're, I think we need, I've said this with schools and what have you, we need to learn some of the biases that have always existed and just shining a light on that makes you go, ah, you know what? I got to keep an eye out for that. I'll give you an example. I am a white man in this broadcasting industry, right? Yep. I'm white. 
and I've been in sports broadcasting. There's not a lot of black young men in sports broadcasting. It's not because they're not talented. It's not because they're not any good. It's because a lot of them haven't had the opportunity to go to college, haven't had the opportunity to pay for college, and that cycles back through a number of things. And now there's some scholarship funds that have been set up for for minority groups to go to communications schools and what have you. They work just as hard. They're not given any benefits. They're not giving any getting anything extra to try to get that job to get the job. They just haven't had the opportunity because of other things that have been placed in them. So how do we weed those away? And it's just a matter of becoming aware of those things a lot of times. Okay? Now, I don't like using the term white privilege. I do not like that. I, th- I, do th- I think that's unfair, all right? I've had to work very hard to get to where I am, where a lot of you have had to get to. I do not like that term whatsoever. That is unfair. That's as if to say that we were handed everything, and that's not the case either. But what can be done to take down unnecessary roadblocks for other populations? That's the thing. There's been some unnecessary roadblocks that we don't think have ever existed, but they do exist. So how do we take those things down? But when you just say, hey, we need to improve, we need to improve equity and diversion and inclusion. All right. What do you want specifically? We're asking you, what do you want specifically? We're not saying we don't want that. I want it. What do you want? <laughs> uh, before we go, uh, the county board said this last week. They resumed meeting, uh, resumed meetings in person last week. All but two uh, county supervisors attended in person. Two still attended remotely, which I do not like. You got to be there in person. Uh, city council still had 50-50 on Monday night. Not, nope, not going to fly with old Scotty. Got to start going in the room. You know, we're going to get, uh, there's going to be another little push here of COVID in the next maybe t- couple of months where cases are going to go up. You got to be okay with, I don't want to say you got to be okay with getting it, but you can't be in fear of it at this point. You, you guys have got to set the tone. All right, be there in person. I said it before, I'll say it again. I, I, I think at this point, a lot of the politicians that aren't going in person, well, it's just convenient to stay home. I mean, it's just convenient when you think about it. They've all got full-time jobs. It's an evening, it's an evening thing. What's, what's easier? All right, getting done with your job, putting on a suit, putting on a nice outfit, and heading out to the, another meeting, or go home, family's running around, you type, uh, you type into Zoom or whatever, and boom, you're there. What's easier? Back with you on Thursday. Uh, Already get it locked in, folks. We will not be on next week and the week after. So Thursday will be our last edition before the April 5th election. And then by the time I come back from a little uh, vacation that I've most desperately needed, uh, we will be able to recap said uh, elections. That'll do it for today's edition of Talk of the Town. On behalf of everyone who made this podcast possible, I'm Scott Montesano saying there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. Make sure to take advantage of it. And until next time, so long, everybody.